in the infinity of life where I am, all is perfect, whole, and complete. Change is the natural law of my life. I welcome change. I am willing to change. I choose to change my thinking. I choose to change the words I use. I move from the old to the new with ease and with joy. It is easier for me to forgive than I thought. Forgiving makes me feel free and light. It is with joy that I learn to love myself more and more. The more resentment I release, the more love I have to express. Changing my thoughts makes me feel good. I am learning to choose to make today a pleasure to experience. All is well in my world. Chapter 8, Building the New The answers within me come to my awareness with ease. I don't want to be fat. I don't want to be broke. I don't want to be old. I don't want to live here. I don't want to have this relationship. I don't want to be like my mother or father. I don't want to be stuck in this job. I don't want to have this hair, this nose, this body. I don't want to be lonely. I don't want to be unhappy. I don't want to be sick. What you put your attention on grows. These statements show how we are culturally taught to fight the negative mentally, thinking that if we do so, the positive will automatically come to us. It doesn't work that way. How often have you lamented about what you didn't want? Did it ever bring you what you really wanted? Fighting the negative is a total waste of time if you really want to make changes in your life. The more you dwell on what you don't want, the more of it you create. The things about yourself or your life that you've always disliked are probably still with you. What you put your attention on grows and becomes permanent in your life. Move away from the negative and put your attention on what it is you really do want to have or be. Let's turn those negative affirmations into positive affirmations. I am slender, I am prosperous, I am eternally young, I now move to a better place, I have a wonderful new relationship, I am my own person, I am filled with love and affection, I am joyous and happy and free, I am totally healthy. Learn to think in positive affirmations. Affirmations are any statements you make. Too often we think in negative affirmations. Negative affirmations only create more of what you say you don't want. Saying, I hate my job, will get you nowhere. Declaring, I now accept a wonderful new job, will open the channels in your consciousness to create that. Continuously make positive statements about how you want your life to be. However, there is one point that is very important. Always make your statements in present tense, such as I am or I have. 
Your subconscious mind is such an obedient servant that if you declare in future tense, I want or I will have, then that is where it will always stay, just out of your reach in the future. The process of loving the self. As I have said before, no matter what the problem, the main issue to work on is loving the self. This is the magic wand that dissolves problems. Remember the times when you have felt good about yourself and how well your life was going? Remember the times when you were in love and for those periods you seemed to have no problems? Well, loving yourself is going to bring such a surge of good feelings and good fortune to you that you will be dancing on air. Loving yourself makes you feel good. It's impossible to really love yourself unless you have self-approval and self-acceptance. This means no criticism whatsoever. Oh, I can hear all the objections right now, but I've always criticized myself. How can I possibly like that about myself? My teachers, parents, lovers always criticized me. How will I be motivated? But it is wrong for me to do these things. How am I going to change if I don't criticize myself? Training the mind. Self-criticisms like these are just the mind going on with old chatter. See how you've trained your mind to berate you and be resistant to change? Ignore those thoughts and get on with the important work at hand. Let's go back to an exercise we did earlier. Look into the mirror again and say, I love and approve of myself exactly as I am. How does that feel now? Is it a little easier after the forgiveness work we have done? This is still the main issue. Self-approval and self-acceptance are the keys to positive changes. In the days when my own self-denial was so prevalent, I would occasionally slap my own face. I didn't know the meaning of self-acceptance. My belief in my own lacks and limitations was stronger than anything anyone else could say to the contrary. If someone told me I was loved, my immediate reaction was, why? What could they possibly see in me? Or the classic thought, if they only knew what I was really like inside, they wouldn't love me. I was not aware that all good begins with accepting that which is within oneself and loving that self which is you. It took quite a while to develop a peaceful, loving relationship with myself. First, I used to hunt for the little things about myself I thought were good qualities. Even this helped and my own health began to improve. Good health begins with loving the self. So do prosperity and love and creative self-expression. Later, I learned to love and approve of all of me, even those qualities I thought were not good enough. That was when I really began to make progress. Exercise. I approve of myself. I have given this exercise to hundreds of people and the results are phenomenal. For the next month, say over and over and over to yourself, I approve of myself. I approve of myself. Do this three or four hundred times a day, at least. No, it's not too many times. When you are worrying, you go over your problem at least that many times. 
Let I approve of myself become a walking mantra, something you just say over and over and over to yourself, almost nonstop. Saying I approve of myself is guaranteed to bring up everything buried in your consciousness that is in opposition. When the negative thought comes up like, how can you approve of yourself when you are fat? Or, it's silly to think this can do any good. Or, you're no good. Or, whatever your negative babble will be. This is the time to take mental control. Give it no importance. Just see the thought for what it is. Another way to keep you stuck in the past. Gently say to this thought, I let you go. I approve of myself. Even considering doing this exercise can bring up a lot of stuff, like it feels silly or it doesn't feel true or it's a lie, it sounds stuck up, or how can I approve of myself when I do that? Just let them all pass through. These are only resistance thoughts. They have no power over you unless you choose to believe them. I approve of myself. I approve of myself. I approve of myself. No matter what happens, no matter who says what to you, no matter who does what to you, just keep it going. In fact, when you can say that to yourself, when someone is doing something you don't approve of, you will know you are growing and changing. Thoughts have no power over us unless we give it to them. Thoughts are only words strung together. They have no meaning whatsoever. Only we give meaning to them, and we choose what sort of meaning we give to them. Let us choose to think thoughts that nourish and support us. Part of self-acceptance is releasing other people's opinions. If I were with you and kept telling you, you are a purple pig, you are a purple pig, you are a purple pig, you would either laugh at me or get annoyed with me and think I was crazy. It would be most unlikely that you would think it was true. Yet many of the things we have chosen to believe about ourselves are just as far out and untrue. To believe that your self-worth is dependent on the shape of your body is your version of believing that you are a purple pig. Often what we think of as the things wrong with us are only our expressions of our own individuality. This is our uniqueness and what is special about us. Nature never repeats itself. Since time began on this planet, there have never been two snowflakes alike, nor two raindrops the same. And every daisy is different from every other daisy. Our fingerprints are different, and we are different. We are meant to be different. When we can accept this, then there is no competition and no comparison. To try to be like another is to shrivel our soul. We have come to this planet to express who we are. I didn't even know who I was until I began to learn to love myself as I am in this moment. Put your awareness into practice. Think thoughts that make you happy. Do things that make you feel good. Be with people who make you feel good. Eat things that make your body feel good. Go at a pace that makes you feel good. Think for a moment of a tomato plant. A healthy plant can have over a hundred tomatoes on it. 
In order to get this tomato plant with all these tomatoes on it, we need to start with a small dried seed. That seed doesn't look like a tomato plant. It doesn't taste like a tomato plant. However, let's say you plant this seed in fertile soil and you water it and let the sun shine on it. And when the first tiny little shoot comes up, you don't stomp on it and say, that's not a tomato plant. Rather, you look at it and say, oh boy, here it comes, and you watch it grow with delight. In time, if you continue to water it and give it lots of sunshine and pull away any weeds, you might have a tomato plant with more than a hundred tomatoes on it. And it all began with that one tiny seed. It is the same with creating a new experience for yourself. The soil you plant in is your subconscious mind. The seed is the new affirmation. The whole new experience is in this tiny seed, and you water it with repetitions. You let the sunshine of positive thoughts beam on it. You weed the garden by pulling out the negative thoughts that come up. And when you see the first tiniest little evidence, you don't say, that's not enough. Instead, you look at this first breakthrough and you say with glee, oh boy, here it comes, it's working. And then you watch it grow and become your desire in manifestation. Exercise, creating new changes. Now is the time to take your list of things that were wrong and turn them into positive affirmations. Or you can list all the changes you want to make and have and do. Then select three from this list and turn them into positive affirmations. Say your negative list was something like this. My life is a mess. I should lose weight. Nobody loves me. I want to move. I hate my job. I should get organized, I don't do enough, I'm not good enough. You can then turn them around to this. I am willing to release the pattern in me that created these conditions. I am in the process of positive changes. I have a happy, slender body. I experience love wherever I go. I have the perfect living space. I now create a wonderful new job. I am now very well organized. I appreciate all that I do. I love and approve of myself. I trust the process of life to bring me my highest good. I deserve the best and I accept it now. Out of this group of affirmations will come all the things you want to change on your list. Loving and approving of yourself, creating a space of safety, trusting and deserving and accepting will enable your body weight to normalize. They will create organization in your mind, create loving relationships in your life, attract a new job and a new place to live. It is miraculous the way a tomato plant grows. It is miraculous the way we can demonstrate our desires. Exercise deserving your good. Do you believe you deserve to have what you desire? If you don't, 
you won't allow yourself to have it. Circumstances beyond your control will crop up to frustrate you. Look in your mirror again and say, I deserve to have or be, and I accept it now. Say that two or three times. I deserve to have, and I accept it now. How do you feel? Always pay attention to your feelings, to what's going on in your body. Does it feel true, or do you still feel unworthy? If you have any negative feelings in your body, then go back to affirming, I release the pattern in my consciousness that is creating resistance to my good. I deserve. Repeat this until you get the acceptance feelings, even if you have to do it several days in a row. In our approach to building the new, we want to use a holistic approach. The holistic philosophy is to nurture and nourish the entire being, the body, the mind, and the spirit. If we ignore any of these areas, we are incomplete. We lack wholeness. It doesn't matter where we start, as long as we also include the other areas. If we begin with the body, we would want to work with nutrition to learn the relationship between our choice of food and beverages and how they affect the way we feel. We want to make the best choices for our body. There are herbs and vitamins, homeopathy, Bach flower remedies. We might even explore colonics. We would also want to find a form of exercise that appeals to us. Exercise is something that strengthens our bones and keeps our bodies young. In addition to sports and swimming, there are dancing, tai chi, martial arts, and yoga. I love my trampoline and use it daily. And my slant board enhances my periods of relaxation. We might want to explore some form of body work, such as rolfing or heller work or Traeger, massage, foot reflexology, acupuncture, or chiropractic work are all beneficial. There are also the Alexander method, bioenergetics, Feldenkrais, touch for health. Now, with the mind, we could explore visualization techniques. Guided imagery and affirmations. There are lots of psychological techniques: gestalt, hypnosis, rebirthing, psychodrama, past life regressions, art therapy, even dream work. Meditation, in any of its forms, is a wonderful way to quiet the mind and allow your own knowingness to come to the surface. I usually sit with my eyes closed and say. What is it I need to know? And then wait quietly for an answer. If the answer comes, fine. If it doesn't, fine. It will come another day. There are groups that do workshops for all different tastes, such as insight training, loving relationships training, est, advocate experience, the Ken Keys group, actualizations, and many more. Many of these groups do weekend workshops. These weekends give you a chance to see a whole new viewpoint about life, just as my own weekend workshops do. No one workshop will totally clear up all your problems forever. However, they can assist you in changing your life in the here and now. In the spiritual realm, there is prayer, there is meditation, and becoming connected with your higher source. 
Practicing forgiveness and unconditional love, to me, are spiritual practices. There are many spiritual groups. In addition to the Christian churches, there are metaphysical churches like religious science and unity. There are the self-realization fellowships, the movement of inner spiritual awareness, transcendental meditation, the Siddha Foundation, and many more. There are many avenues you can explore. If one way doesn't work for you, try another. All these suggestions have proved to be beneficial. I cannot say which one is right for you. That is something you will have to discover for yourself. No one method or one person or one group has all the answers for everyone. I don't have all the answers for everyone. I'm just one more stepping stone on the pathway to holistic health. In the infinity of life where I am, all is perfect, whole, and complete. My life is ever new. Each moment of my life is new and fresh and vital. I use my affirmative thinking to create exactly what I want. This is a new day. I am a new me. I think differently. I speak differently. I act differently. Others treat me differently. My new world is a reflection of my new thinking. It is a joy and a delight to plant new seeds. For I know these seeds will become my new experiences. All is well in my world. Chapter 9. Daily Work I enjoy practicing my new mental skills. If a child gave up at the first fall, it would never learn to walk. Like any other new thing you are learning, it takes practice to make it part of your life. First, there is a lot of concentration, and some of us choose to make this hard work. I don't like to think of it as hard work, but rather as something new to learn. The process of learning is always the same no matter what the subject, whether you're learning to drive a car or type, or play tennis, or think in a positive manner. First, we fumble and bumble as our subconscious mind learns by trial. And yet, every time we come back to our practicing, it gets easier, and we do it a little better. Of course, you won't be perfect the first day. You will be doing whatever you can do. That's good enough for a start. Say to yourself often, I'm doing the best I can. Always support yourself. I well remember my first lecture. When I came down from the podium, I immediately said to myself, Louise, you were wonderful. You were absolutely fantastic for the first time. And when you've done it five or six times, you will be a pro. Then a couple of hours later, I said to myself, I think we could change a few things. Let's adjust this and let's adjust that. But I refuse to criticize myself in any way. If I had come off the podium and started berating myself with, oh, you were so awful, you made this mistake and you made that mistake, then I would have dreaded my second lecture. As it was, the second one was better than the first, and by the sixth one, I was feeling like a pro. Just before I began writing You Can Heal Your Life, I bought myself a word processor computer. I called her my magic lady. It was something new I chose to learn. 
I discovered that learning the computer was very much like learning the spiritual laws. When I learned the computer's laws, then she did indeed perform magic for me. When I did not follow her laws to the letter, then either nothing would happen or it would not work the way I wanted it to work. She would not give an inch. I could get as frustrated as I wanted while she patiently waited for me to learn her laws, and then she gave me magic. It took practice. It's the same with the work you're learning to do now. You must learn the spiritual laws and follow them to the letter. You cannot bend them to your old way of thinking. You must learn and follow the new language, and when you do, then magic will be demonstrated in your life. The more you can reinforce your new learning, the better. I suggest expressing gratitude, writing affirmations, sitting in meditation, enjoying exercise, practicing good nutrition, doing affirmations aloud, singing affirmations, taking time for relaxation exercises, using visualization, mental imagery, and reading and study. My daily work, my own daily work goes something like this. The first thoughts on awakening before I open my eyes are to be thankful for everything I can think of. After a shower, I take a half hour or so to meditate and to do my affirmations and prayers. Then about 15 minutes of exercise, usually on the trampoline. Sometimes I join the 6 a.m. exercise program now on television. Now I'm ready for a breakfast consisting of fruit and fruit juices and herbal tea. I thank the Earth Mother for providing this food for me, and I thank the food for giving its life to nourish me. Before lunch, I like to go to a mirror and do some affirmations out loud. I may even sing them, something like this. Louise, you are wonderful and I love you. This is one of the best days of your life. Everything is working out for your highest good. Whatever you need to know is revealed to you. Whatever you need comes to you. All is well. Lunch is often a large salad, and again the food is blessed and thanked. In the late afternoon, I spend a few minutes on my slant board, allowing my body to experience some deep relaxation. I may listen to a tape at this time. Dinner will often be steamed vegetables and a grain. Sometimes I'll eat fish or chicken. My body works best on simple food. I like to share dinner with others, and we bless each other in addition to the food. Sometimes in the evening, I take a few moments to read and study. There is always more to learn. At this time, I may also write out my current affirmation 10 or 20 times. As I go to bed, I collect my thoughts. I go over the day, and I bless each activity. I affirm that I will sleep deeply and soundly, awakening in the morning bright and refreshed, and looking forward to the new day. Sounds overwhelming, doesn't it? To begin with, it seems like a lot to cope with. But after a short period of time, your new way of thinking will become as much a part of your life as bathing or brushing your teeth. You will do it automatically and easily. It would be wonderful for a family in the morning to do some of these things together. 
Meditating together in the morning to start the day or just before dinner brings peace and harmony to everyone. If you think you don't have the time, you might get up a half hour earlier. The benefits would be well worth the effort. How do you begin your day? What is the first thing you say in the morning when you wake up? We all have something we say almost every day. Is it positive or negative? I can remember when I used to awaken in the morning and say with a groan, Oh God, another day. And that is exactly the sort of day I would have, one thing after another going wrong. Now when I awaken, and before I even open my eyes, I thank the bed for a good night's sleep. After all, we've spent the whole night together in comfort. Then with my eyes still closed, I spend about ten minutes just being thankful for all the good in my life. I program my day a bit, affirming that everything will go well and that I will enjoy it all. This is before I get up and do my morning meditation or prayers. Meditation. Give yourself a few minutes every day to sit in quiet meditation. If you're new at meditation, begin with five minutes. Sit quietly, observing your breathing, and allow the thoughts to pass gently through your mind. Give them no importance, and they will pass on. It is the nature of the mind to think, so don't try to get rid of thoughts. There are many classes and books you can explore to find new ways to meditate. No matter how or where you begin, you will eventually create the method that is best for you. I usually just sit quietly and ask, what is it I need to know? And I allow the answer to come if it wants to. If not, I know it will come later. There is no right or wrong way to meditate. Another form of meditation is to sit quietly and observe the breath as it goes in and out of your body. As you inhale, count one. As you exhale, count two. Continue counting until you get to ten and then begin again at one. If you find your mind doing the laundry list, begin again at one. If you notice your counting takes you to twenty-five or so, just go back to one. There was one client who seemed to me to be so bright and intelligent. Her mind was unusually clever and quick, and she had a great sense of humor. Yet she could not get her act together. She was overweight, broke, frustrated in her career, and without a romance for many years. She could accept all the metaphysical concepts quickly. They made a lot of sense to her. Yet she was too clever, too quick. She found it difficult to slow herself down enough to practice over a meaningful period of time the ideas she could grasp so quickly on a moment-by-moment -moment basis. Daily meditation helped her enormously. We began with only five minutes a day and very gradually worked up to 15 or 20 minutes. Exercise, daily affirmation. Take one or two affirmations and write them 10 or 20 times a day. Read them aloud with enthusiasm. Make a song out of your affirmations and sing them with joy. Let your mind go over these affirmations all day long. Consistently used affirmations become beliefs and will always produce results.
sometimes in ways we cannot even imagine. One of my beliefs is that I always have good relationships with my landlord. My last landlord in New York City was a man known to be extremely difficult, and all the tenants complained. In the five years I lived there, I saw him only three times. When I decided to move to California, I wanted to sell all my possessions and start fresh and unencumbered with the past. And I began to do affirmations like these. All my possessions are sold easily and quickly. The move is very simple to do. Everything is working in divine order. And all is well. I did not think about how difficult it would be to sell things or where I would sleep the last few nights or any other negative ideas. I just kept doing my affirmations. Well, my clients and students quickly bought all the little stuff and most of the books. I informed my landlord in a letter that I would not be renewing my lease, and to my surprise, I received a phone call from him expressing his dismay at my leaving. He offered to write a letter of recommendation to my new landlord in California and asked if he could please buy my furniture as he had decided to rent the apartment furnished. My higher consciousness had put the two beliefs together in a way I could not have conceived of. I always have good relationships with my landlord and everything will sell easily and quickly. To the other tenants' amazement, I was able to sleep in my own bed in a comfortably furnished apartment until the last moment and be paid for it. I walked out with a few clothes, my juicer, my blender, my hairdryer, and my typewriter, plus a large check, and I leisurely took the train to Los Angeles. Do not believe in limitations. On arriving in California, it was necessary for me to buy a car. Not having owned a car before or having made a major purchase before, I did not have any established credit. The banks would not give me credit. Being a woman and self-employed did not help my case any. I did not want to spend all my savings to buy a new car. Establishing credit became a catch-22. I refused to have any negative thoughts about the situation or about the banks. I rented a car and kept affirming that I have a beautiful new car and it comes to me easily. I also told everybody I met that I wanted to buy a new car and that I had not been able to establish credit so far. In about three months' time, I met a businesswoman who instantly liked me. When I told her my story about the car, she said, Oh, well, I'll take care of that. And she called a friend at the bank who owed her a favor and told her that I was an old friend and gave me the highest references. And within three days, I drove off a car dealer's lot with a beautiful new car. I was not excited so much as I was in awe of the process. I believe the reason it took me three months to manifest the car was that I had never committed myself to monthly payments before, and the little kid in me was scared and needed time to get up the courage to make the step. Exercise. I love myself. I assume you are already saying, I approve of myself almost nonstop. This is a powerful basis. Keep it up for at least a month. Now, 
take a pad of paper and at the top write, I love myself, therefore. And finish this sentence in as many ways as you can. Read it over daily and add to it as you think of new things. If you could work with a partner, do so. Hold hands and alternate saying, I love myself, therefore. The biggest benefit of doing this exercise is that you learn it is almost impossible to belittle yourself when you say you love yourself. Exercise. Claim the new. Visualize or imagine yourself having or doing or being what you are working toward. Fill in all the details. Feel, see, taste, touch, hear. Notice other people's reactions to your new state and make it all okay with you no matter what their reactions are. Exercise. Expand your knowledge. Read everything you can to expand your awareness and understanding of how the mind works. There is so much knowledge out there for you. This is only one step on your pathway. Get other viewpoints. Hear other people say it in a different way. Study with a group for a while until you go beyond them. This is a life work. The more you learn, the more you know, the more you practice and apply, the better you get to feel and the more wonderful your life will be. Doing this work makes you feel good. Begin to demonstrate results. Practicing as many of these methods as you can you will begin to demonstrate results. You will see the little miracles occur in your life. The things you are ready to eliminate will go of their own accord. The things and events you want will pop up in your life seemingly out of the blue. You will get bonuses you never imagined. I was so surprised and delighted when after a few months of doing my mental work, I began to look younger. And today I look 10 years younger than I did 10 years ago. Love who and what you are and what you do. Laugh at yourself and at life and nothing can touch you. It's all temporary anyway. Next lifetime you will do it differently. So why not do it differently right now? You could read one of Norman Cousins' books. He cured himself of a fatal disease with laughter. Unfortunately, he didn't change the mental patterns that created that disease and so just created another one. However, he also laughed himself to health on that one too. There are so many ways you can approach your healing. Try them all and use the ones that appeal to you. When you go to bed at night, close your eyes and again, be thankful for all the good in your life. It will bring more good in. Please, do not listen to the news or watch it on the television the last thing at night. The news is a list of disasters. You don't want to take that into your dream state. Much clearing work is done in the dream state, and you can ask your dreams for help with anything you're working on. You will often find an answer by morning. Go to sleep peacefully. Trust the process of life to be on your side for your highest good and greatest joy. There is no need to make drudgery out of what you're doing. It can be fun, 
a game. It can be a joy. It's up to you. Even practicing forgiveness and releasing resentment can be fun if you want to make it so. Make up a little song about that person or situation that is so hard to release. When you sing a ditty, it lightens up the whole procedure. When I work with clients, I bring laughter into the procedure as soon as I can. The quicker we can laugh about the whole thing, the easier it is to let go. If you saw your problems on a stage in a play by Neil Simon, you would laugh yourself right out of the chair. Tragedy and comedy are the same things. It just depends on your viewpoint. Oh, what fools we mortals be. Do whatever you can to make your transformational change a joy and a pleasure. Have fun. In the infinity of life where I am, all is perfect, whole, and complete. I support myself, and life supports me. I see evidence of the law working all around me and in every area of my life. I reinforce that which I learn in joyous ways. My day begins with gratitude and joy. I look forward with enthusiasm to the adventures of the day, knowing that in my life all is good. I love who I am and all that I do. I am the living, loving, joyous expression of life. All is well in my world. Chapter 10, Relationships. All my relationships are harmonious. All of life is relationships. We have relationships with everything. You are even having a relationship now with me and my concepts. The relationships you have with objects and food and weather and transportation and with people all reflect the relationship you have with yourself. The relationship you have with yourself is highly influenced by the relationships you had with the adults around you as a child. The way the adults reacted to us then is often the way we react towards ourselves now, both positively and negatively. Think for a moment of the words you use when you are scolding yourself. Aren't they the same words your parents used when they were scolding you? What words did they use when they praised you? I'm sure you use the same words to praise yourself. Perhaps they never praised you. So then you have no idea how to praise yourself and probably think you have nothing to praise. I'm not blaming our parents because we're all victims of victims and they couldn't teach you anything they did not know. Sandra Ray, the great rebirther, who has done so much work with relationships, claims that every major relationship we have is a reflection of the relationship we had with one of our parents. She claims that until we clean up that first one, we will never be free to create exactly what we want in relationships. Relationships are mirrors of ourselves. What we attract always mirrors either the qualities we have or beliefs we have about relationships. This is true whether it is a boss, a co-worker, an employee, a friend, a lover, or a spouse, or a child. 
The things you don't like about these people are either what you yourself do or would like to do or what you believe. You could not attract them or have them in your life if the way they are didn't somehow complement your life. Exercise, us versus them. Look for a moment at someone in your life who bothers you and describe three things about this person that you don't like, things that you want them to change. Now look deeply inside of you and ask yourself, where am I like that? And when do I do the same things? Close your eyes and give yourself the time to do this. Then ask yourself if you are willing to change. When you remove those patterns, habits and beliefs from your thinking and behavior, either these people will change or leave your life. If you have a boss who is critical and impossible to please, look within. Either you do that on some level, or you have a belief that bosses are always critical and impossible to please. If you have an employee who won't obey or who doesn't follow through, look to see where you do that and clean it up. Firing someone is too easy. It doesn't clear your pattern. If there is a co-worker who won't cooperate and be part of the team, look to see how you could have attracted this. Where are you being non-cooperative? If you have a friend that is undependable and lets you down, turn within. Where in your life are you undependable? And when do you let others down? Is that your belief? If you have a lover who is cold and seems unloving, look to see if there is a belief within you that came from watching your parents in your childhood that says love is cold and undemonstrative. If you have a spouse who is nagging and non-supportive, again look to your childhood beliefs. Did you have a parent who was nagging and non-supportive? Are you that way? If you have a child who has habits that irritate you, I will guarantee that they are your habits. Children learn only by imitating the adults around them. Clear it within you, and you'll find that they change automatically. This is the only way to change others. Change ourselves first. Change your patterns, and you will find they are different too. Blame is useless. Blaming only gives away our power. Keep your power. Without power, we cannot make changes. Attracting love. Love comes when we least expect it, when we're not looking for it. Hunting for love never brings the right partner. It only creates longing and unhappiness. Love is never outside ourselves. Love is within us. Don't insist that love come immediately. Perhaps you're not ready for it, or you're not developed enough to attract the love you really want. Don't settle for anybody just to have someone. Set your standards. What kind of love do you want to attract? List the qualities you really want in the relationship. Develop those qualities in yourself, and you will attract a person who has them. You might examine what may be keeping love away. Could it be criticism, feelings of unworthiness, 
unreasonable standards, movie star images, fear of intimacy, a belief that you are unlovable? Be ready for love. Prepare the field and be ready to nourish love. Be loving and you will be lovable. Be receptive to love. In the infinity of life where I am, all is perfect, whole, and complete. I live in harmony and balance with everyone I know. Deep at the center of my being, there is an infinite well of love. I now allow this love to flow to the surface. It fills my heart, my body, my mind, my consciousness, my very being, and radiates out from me in all directions and returns to me multiplied. The more love I use and give, the more I have to give. The supply is endless. The use of love makes me feel good. It is an expression of my inner joy. I love myself. Therefore, I take loving care of my body. I lovingly groom it and dress it, and my body lovingly responds to me with vibrant health and energy. I love myself. Therefore, I provide for myself a comfortable home, one that fills all my needs and is a pleasure to be in. I fill the rooms with the vibration of love so that all who enter, myself included, will feel this love and be nourished by it. I love myself. Therefore, I work at a job I truly enjoy doing, one that uses my creative talents and abilities, working with and for people I love and who love me, and earning a good income. I love myself. Therefore, I behave and think in a loving way to all people, for I know that that which I give out returns to me multiplied. I only attract loving people in my world, for they are a mirror of what I am. I love myself. Therefore, I forgive and totally release the past and all past experiences, and I am free. I love myself. Therefore, I live totally in the now, experiencing each moment as good and knowing that my future is bright and joyous and secure. For I am a beloved child of the universe, and the universe lovingly takes care of me now and forevermore. All is well in my world. Chapter 11, Work. I am deeply fulfilled by all that I do. Wouldn't you love to have this affirmation be true for you? Perhaps you've been limiting yourself by thinking some of these thoughts. I can't stand this job. I hate my boss. I don't earn enough money. They don't appreciate me at work. I can't get along with the people at work. I don't know what I want to do. This is negative defensive thinking. What kind of good position do you think this will get you? 
it is approaching the subject from the wrong end. If you are in a job you don't care for, if you want to change your position, if you're having problems at work, or if you're out of work, the best way to handle it is this. Begin by blessing your current position with love. Realize that this is only a stepping stone on your pathway. You are where you are because of your own thinking patterns. If they are not treating you the way you would like to be treated, then there is a pattern in your consciousness that is attracting such behavior. So, in your mind, look around your current job or the job you had last and begin to bless everything with love. The building, the elevators or stairs, the rooms, the furniture and equipment, the people you work for and the people you work with and each and every customer. Begin to affirm for yourself that I always work for the most wonderful bosses, that my boss always treats me with respect and courtesy. My boss is generous and easy to work for. These beliefs will carry forward with you all your life, and if you become a boss, you will be like that too. A young man was about to start a new job and was nervous, and I remember saying, why wouldn't you do well? Of course you'll be successful. Open your heart and let your talents flow out of you. Bless the establishment, the people you work with and the people you work for, and each and every customer with love, and all will go well. He did just that and had a great success. If you want to leave your job, then begin to affirm that you release your current job with love to the next person who will be delighted to have it. Know that there are people out there looking for exactly what you have to offer and that you are being brought together on the checkerboard of life even now. A good affirmation for work. I am totally open and receptive to a wonderful new position one that uses all my talents and abilities and allows me to express myself creatively in ways that are fulfilling to me. I work with and for people who I love and who love and respect me in a wonderful location and earning good money. If there is someone at work who bothers you, again, bless them with love every time you think of them. In each and every one of us, is every single quality. While we may not choose to do so, we are all capable of being a Hitler or a Mother Teresa. If this person is critical, begin to affirm that he or she is loving and full of praise. If they are grouchy, affirm that they are cheerful and fun to be around. If they are cruel, affirm that they are gentle and compassionate. If you see only the good qualities in this person, then that is what they will show you, no matter how they behave towards others. Example. His new job was to play a piano in a club where the boss was known for being unkind and mean. The employees used to call the boss Mr. Death behind his back. I was asked how to handle this situation, and I replied, Inside each and every person are all the good qualities. No matter how other people react to him, it has nothing to do with you. Every time you think of this boss, bless him with love. 
Keep affirming for yourself, I always work for wonderful bosses. He took my advice and did exactly that. My client began to receive warm greetings, and the boss soon began to slip him bonuses and hired him to play in several other clubs. The other employees who were sending out negative thoughts to the boss were still being mistreated. If you like your job but feel you're not getting paid enough, then begin to bless your current salary with love. Expressing gratitude for what we already have enables it to grow. Affirm that you are now opening your consciousness to a greater prosperity and that part of that prosperity is an increased salary. Affirm that you deserve a raise, not for negative reasons, but because you are a great asset to the company and they want to share their profits with you. Always do the best you can on the job, for then the universe will know that you are ready to be lifted out of where you are to the next and even better place. Your consciousness puts you where you are now. Your consciousness will either keep you there or lift you to a better position. It's up to you. In the infinity of life where I am, all is perfect, whole, and complete. My unique creative talents and abilities flow through me and are expressed in deeply satisfying ways. There are people out there who are always looking for my services. I am always in demand and can pick and choose what I want to do. I earn good money doing what satisfies me. My work is a joy and a pleasure. All is well in my world. Chapter 12, Success. Every experience is a success. What does failure mean anyway? Does it mean that something did not turn out the way you wanted it to or the way you were hoping? The law of experience is always perfect. We outpicture our inner thoughts and beliefs perfectly. You must have left out a step or had an inner belief that told you you did not deserve or that you felt unworthy. It's the same way as when I work with my computer. If there's a mistake, it's always me. It is something I have not done to comply with the laws of the computer. It only means that there is something else for me to learn. The old saying, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again, is so true. It doesn't mean beat yourself up and try the same old way again. It means recognize your error and try another way until you learn to do it correctly. I think it's our natural birthright to go from success to success all our life. If we are not doing that, either we are not in tune with our innate capabilities, or we do not believe it can be true for us, or we do not recognize our successes. When we set standards that are much too high for where we are at this moment, standards that we cannot possibly achieve right now, then we will always fail. When a little child is learning to walk or talk, we encourage it and praise it for every tiny improvement the child makes. The child beams and eagerly tries to do better. 
Is this the way you encourage yourself when you're learning something new? Or do you make it harder to learn because you tell yourself that you're stupid or clumsy or a failure? Only by practicing over and over do we learn the new and make it a natural part of us. When you watch an accomplished professional in any field, you are looking at innumerable hours of practice. Don't do what I used to do. I would refuse to try anything new because I didn't know how to do it and I didn't want to appear foolish. Learning is making mistakes until our subconscious mind can put together the right pictures. It doesn't matter how long you've been thinking of yourself as a failure. You can begin to create a success pattern now. We need to plant the seeds of success. These seeds will grow into an abundant harvest. Here are some success affirmations you can use. Divine intelligence gives me all the ideas I can use. Everything I touch is a success. There is plenty for everyone, including me. There are plenty of customers for my services. I establish a new awareness of success. I move into the winning circle. I am a magnet for divine prosperity. I am blessed beyond my fondest dreams. Riches of every sort are drawn to me. Golden opportunities are everywhere for me and I accept them. Pick one of the affirmations and repeat it for several days. Then pick another and do the same. Allow these ideas to fill your consciousness. Don't worry about how to accomplish this. The opportunities will come your way. Trust the intelligence within you to lead you and guide you. You deserve to be a success in every area of your life.